to From the Valley Podcast with your host, Tim Wilshere. Welcome along Friday, the 27th of September 2019. What a week it's been, what a month it's been. A lot of podcasts done this month, but uh, it's been about, just. it has been over 12 months since we had this uh, really good friend of mine on the podcast last. Welcome along, Marcel. We're up to episode 67. Uh, hello, Tim. Thank you for having me again. No, my pleasure, mate. It's always good to talk to you. And we haven't, we haven't all the podcasts that we've done. We've, we've sort of done ones where we, we, we basically we've, we've found about about people's stories. In your first podcast, probably more than half of that was a bit of background information about Marcel, a bit about some of your history, a bit about coming to Switzerland, living in Switzerland, coming into Brisbane for the first time, uh, going into business by yourself, all those sort of things. We sort of covered a bit in the first podcast we did cover a few other topical bits of information but um today we might uh, we'll talk a bit about some uh, some we haven't really had a podcast that sort of covers i guess issues with it and i think it'd be a good good sort of educational uh experience to have some discussions about what's sort of out there at the moment you're the specialist in it uh as far as different different types of things that that are affecting uh, information technology at the moment marcel yeah i'm glad uh, you are you bring that topic up because it's very, uh, very uh, widely talked about, you know, in, mm. in the community, and and we see a lot of uh, stories out there from clients and other people and mm. misinformation. So uh, it's yeah, a lot of misinformation, a lot of so-called experts and and people that uh, think they know what they're talking about, but sometimes they get it wrong uh, in in disastrous fashions. And we might talk about some of those situations. Uh, here on the podcast today as I, as I alluded to it's been over 12 months since you've been on the podcast so um, that first podcast that we did which was episode eight or nine I think we said eight episode eight um, that uh, had over 40 listens now so it's it's 40 listens in over the 12 months uh, so one of the I guess that's that's um, quite good mm. uh, all things considered uh, so yeah I guess looking at uh, where things are at um, uh, October. It's we're coming into October next month. Uh, coming, we're getting towards the, I guess, the Christmas end of this of of the year already. It's only less than three months away. It's quite crazy to think about. Uh, sometimes uh, I know that uh, in the past we sort of had some October celebrations with yourself and that that type of thing. Uh, um, we, we went to the German club last uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was quite good. Always the best pork knuckle at the German club, yeah. isn't it? It is indeed. I love it too. Love it. I mean, you had. I mean, in Germany, is there any better place that you've ever had pork knuckle than? Is it? Is there somewhere in in Germany that you've been to, or even Switzerland, uh, where you've had pork knuckle like that? In fact, actually, yes, but not in Germany. So this is a little bit. Whereabouts? Funny. Sorry, it's in Vienna. Oh, Vienna. in Austria. Austria. Well, Austria yeah. is well known for their schnitzel. That's right. The Vienna schnitzel. And but uh, I was there a long time ago in a place uh, and. You know, it's it's a long time ago, but it burned into my my uh, brain uh, how good it was. And the place is called Witwe Bolte, like uh, from uh, the story, uh, from the Grimm story, Witwe Bolte. And uh, they had magical pork knuckles there. Oh. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's October. Now, we're 
today is the eve of the AFL Grand Final. I'm not sure if you, you don't follow aerial ping pong, do you, Marcel? Not that much, no. <laughs> Apologise for that. No, I'm you don't have to apologise. But... Although I'm in the uh, uh, rugby tipping competition. And, uh, As in rugby league? Or? Yeah, rugby, rugby league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you, you've been sort of, uh, <laughs> do you side with the Broncos, I guess, is that, even though they've been booted out? Yeah, I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the other thing I'm thinking about with October this time around, I don't, I don't know if it's going to come off or not, but I've never sort of done any sort of participation in October. I don't know if you've ever heard of October, but no. uh, October is sort of being, uh, try to be sober for the whole month without oh drinking too me. much okay. alcohol. <laughs> I don't know if we can achieve it or not. It's it's uh, um, it's it's one of those things where I think uh, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to try to really watch my diet uh, really watch, you know, drink drink less beer uh, and that sort of thing. I think that's that's what I'm going to try to achieve in in October. So I'll give it a go. I know my, our, our podcast uh, friend Joe Rogan. He always goes for his odd his October challenges with his uh, with his mates as well. So, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess. So let's get back. Uh, I guess the topic of hand is is information technology today. A lot of different things we can talk about. Um, I probably want to start with uh, where things are at with artificial intelligence. Uh, I had a quick uh, chat to you off air earlier this morning about a lot of dangers that are sort of happening and with the technologies that are out there in artificial intelligence. Yes, Tim. Um, this is really something which is it's creeping in and uh, a lot of uh, people don't know how much actually already affects uh, their daily life, whatever they do. Um, it it's, can be very good and it is very good, you know, it depends how it's, like with everything, how you're going to use it, but it can have a danger and just lately artificial intelligence and what they do, it becomes so rea realistic, you can't tell if it's real or not. Not even expert in the future will be able to differentiate if this is something a person said or not, if it was made up. So that can be a little bit of danger there. Yeah, I mean, most of the time when you you see something, a video online, it, it there's, you know, we've sort of always had the perception and the sort of uh, ingrained into our brain that it's that's that it's uh, what we're looking at is is a real thing. Um, that's not the case anymore, is it really? No, that's look. Uh, and you, you you've got to second guess yourself a lot. Absolutely. That's the thing is, uh, how can you know or how can you find out what is real or what is made up by people with interest, governments or whatever it is? There is a lot of, uh, actually at the moment you can, you can find some examples on, uh, on different YouTube channels as well on newsreaders. And when you listen to that newsreader, the whole story is actually generated by artificial intelligence. So no person has done the content, nothing, no script. It gathers information what goes around in the news, in the media, uh, on social media, and it then generates the script. And a voice produces uh, or reads it, like a newsreader, and with tones up and downs and everything like Jeez. that. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's impressive, and not too long ago, Probably a lot of the listeners have heard about that story that uh, yeah. Google has also their um, automatic responses to some voices. It's like what 
people know in Siri and whatever Cortana, whatever is out there. But there was actually a, a person calling up a, a shop at the time being uh, to do an order, for example, like an, uh, a pizza order. And uh, the person who then uh, picked up the phone was actually an artificial person and had a normal conversation. And not only just a flat conversation like, what do you like to order? And then you give an answer, something like this. No, it's a normal conversation, even putting in a joke. So you have no idea if this is real or not real. You cannot tell. And that got a little bit a wake up in the community. People went, oops, if that is happening, where are we heading with it? It, it can be very good, you know, that with things like this. Look at the aged care sector, for example. People who need conversation, there are lots of lonely people out there. Mm. So they can in the future have a proper conversation and a meaningful conversation with something. So that's the other side what I see with, with the whole thing. Mm. But then there's a next step. Mm. So that's, that's quite interesting. Um, well, I guess with uh, the biggest one of the biggest issue that we're finding at the moment in in the IT space, even more so than this, I think is um, is security. Uh, I think it's it's a major major thing that uh, um, there's just so many things that have got to be considered with uh, cyber security these days. Tell us a bit about uh, what you're seeing trending at the moment uh, when it comes to cyber security. I mean, how how uh, where have the hackers sort of got to with this? Are they how are they sort of in getting even smarter? And uh, and what are what are people sort of doing that uh, is quite obvious that the everyday tasks that are just getting uh, all of a sudden now becoming uh, what we'd like to say security, you know, cyber security risks. Mm. Tim, that that's a very big big area really to to go into. Yeah, I, I like maybe I, I go from from the personal side a little yeah. bit first. Yeah. Yeah. You know how people in fact or humans most humans are very friendly and they give information out very, very freely yeah. very freely yeah no they don't think about the things and they're gullible to to say uh, the least and a lot of the, the the easiest one and everybody has experienced that one now they're called the phishing emails yeah so that's the emails when you get something you have to log into your account and type in your username and password that's that's very common but it's unbelievable actually how many people still fall for this and uh, when I look at the sophistication of these emails over the time I tell you what they are very good I mean even us as experts we have sometimes to look at them when when we get the call is that real or is that not real to find out we have to go in the background to find out it really looks perfect so they're getting better and better they're really professionals look these people are they're really experts you can imagine they're making their living out of that stuff and uh, that's what they focus on so uh, it's it's scary what's happening there we're trying to combat it with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, ways you know like one which everybody knows now is two-factor authentication. Yep. So beside of your password, which shouldn't be a password, can be a passphrase or anything like that, two-factor authentication can be SMS, can be a, a, a key token or anything like that. 
So we try to be smarter, but implementing it throughout is very hard. So that's that's basically just the key. But then after that is basically what information are you providing? We have now MyGov, the health, where uh, everybody can access in the healthcare center when you release it. Now, there's no doubt there will be a breach. Uh, it's just a question when uh, and how it will happen. There's everything will is breachable mm. these days. I mean, probably part of what I could talk about today, obviously data breach, breaches is, is on the list and um, it just amazes to me about all the data breaches you hear about in the media and, you, and obviously they've got to be true. Got, it's actually what it's actually happened to these big organisations. Uh, it's concerning that it's mm. these big organisations, number one, in a way it's certainly concerning, but, um, but also... It's, it's a case of, okay, well, that happened. Yes. It's a case of that yeah. happened. Um, and maybe maybe there's an undertone there to say, okay, well, it's been reported. We're going to be pretty, you know, we're going to try our best to make sure it doesn't happen again. That's right, But yes. it's, to me, that's not good enough. Look, Tim, it, it, it becomes to when you apologise too many times, you not become credible anymore. Yeah. Uh, and with this one, I, I see exactly the same. Now in Australia, we have legislation in place. It depends what business you are in, you have to report it. Now, as a business, really, um, you also have to be aware. And, they are, and obviously they are reporting it, but what's the, at the end of the day, data is breached or whatever, and what's the, what really, apart from, you know, obviously that, being in the media, what what are the other consequences here that 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 they are you know that these organisations are facing, other than that they obviously yeah we know that they're getting mm. defamed by that, which is natural. Um, people may or may not use their services anymore as a result of this. Correct. Yes. Um, so that's happening. But apart from that, there's no other. No. To me, what other forget. punishments are there? Really? Now people forget. Now the government has actually a, a little bit punishment. If you report it, yeah. you have to be aware that they can really nearly shut down your business if they want to. Mm. So as soon as you report it, mm. you lose control over it. Now, do you know? Do you know any big organisations that have really got to the point of, I guess, ones that are well known to shut down as a result of a breach? No, the bigger the, the organization, the less likely it yeah. happens. Yeah. The less likely it happens. Yeah. But the smaller ones, it can happen. It depends as well, of course, what data you have. Mm. Um, more, the, the worst or the worst breach can be with health, really. That's a, mm. a very scary mm. one. So any healthcare provider, and uh, you don't need to look at only a, as a, a doctor or a GP. It can be your local uh, chiropractic mm. as well. You know, they have confidential information. If that goes out, uh, it can be bad. The reason for it, it can go out. If it goes into the, depending who buys it. Now, I don't want to play anything, but people buy this information and they use this information. And big businesses, they either collect this information already or they buy it. A good example for uh, is, uh, a scary example is with information, what you can do is, if you have, you, you have a, uh, an interest in, uh, or you want to find out about uh, uh, an illness which is out there. Maybe a friend of yours is affected, maybe you are affected or somebody else. And you start to, to search the internet. 
Now your search history, that's all reported. And this, in, uh, this search history can be, for example, could be purchased by an insurance yep. company. And next time you want to renew your insurance, they could put a higher premium to you or they could decline your insurance. They don't have the obligation to tell you what. It can be any, any industry can use this information and misuse this information. So with a data breach, you often don't know that there was a data breach. The big ones, the good ones, you never hear about. Mm. No. That's the one which gets wiped under the table, mm. unfortunately. Mm. So basically what we as uh, people have to be careful always to whom we give something. Yeah, definitely. And you don't know where that's going to go a lot of the time. So that's in right. 2019, 2020 soon, I mean, how sort of... Uh, what is your sort of opinion on Office 365 as far as how secure that is? Um, do you, because I, I still think that um, email can easily get hacked into these days. I don't think there's enough, I don't always, when you compare it to a lot of other cloud solutions, it, it doesn't appear to me that there's enough uh, security in a lot of cases as the two-factor authentication is really something that's, should be compulsory at, at the Office 365 level, but isn't. Tell me what you think. Actually, uh, Tim, it is. Actually, for us, as a, we are a, um, a um, Microsoft partner as well, we, yep. we, we, yep. we use Microsoft product. Yep. And Microsoft has actually forced us, every single account, what we have in the business as an mm. advisor, mm. to have two-factor authentication. Otherwise, we are not allowed to anymore. So no, th they're forcing, and mm. that's not our one business. Yeah. but. Security cloud. Cloud for me is a hot topic. Or mm. I had that topic for years now because in one way I like cloud. I don't like the word cloud. It's bullshit also. I shouldn't have <laughs> no, said no, that. No, yeah. <laughs> no. Say bullshit as much as you want on this podcast, man. Okay, Marcel, it's just, I don't like that. Somebody <laughs> came up with this term and, and I just don't like it because we've yeah. done that for for the beginning of the computer, but we just didn't call it that fancy name. Yeah. But it confuses a lot of people, and people think as well. But you're going back to cloud, um, you know, the you like it, you don't like it. Yeah, the the the, the reasons for it is um, it can simplify things, but cloud solutions in general terms are more expensive than anything else, like an on-premise solution. Over the long run, if you're a business which is long-term in, in business and you're a, a stable business, have a growth, a certain growth, it's more cost-efficient to do it yourself. As soon as you put it in the cloud, it's way more expensive. And the last 15 years, I crunch numbers. Every time we do a solution, I go through it on-site, off-site, on-site, off-site. And the only reason why you go off-site is it's... Uh, commodity you don't need to have the infrastructure you can grow your business quickly or you can shut it down quickly you don't have uh, capital expenses um, the security if you go in the cloud you lose control of the security if you have in-house you have to have a good professional to make sure everything is secure yeah often actually like a, a Microsoft or a Google they have the best people in the world employed to and they're monitoring it so when you mentioned before Office 365 emails 
it's probably one of the sec securest place to have the emails at this stage, okay, I would think, from That's, that point. Yeah, I just am a bit worried because, I mean, when we sort of, when I sort of access email at the moment here, it's still really, you know, you put a password in once. That's yeah. It's not like you're putting another thing on your phone. Like, you, if you're obviously trying to log into your bank, you have to use your phone as well. You know, Two-factor yeah. authentication, same with uh, Myob and Zero. you've got to use the two-factor authentication. But that's again, you know, um, your your service provider should advise you on that because that can yeah. be done. Yeah. And that's a lot it of definitely things. can be done, yeah. A lot of it should be. It should be definitely, you're saying it, it, it's compulsory, it should for be. Us, yeah. For yeah. us, it's yeah. compulsory. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's fair enough. I guess the giant sort of uh, platforms, I mean, let, let's just talk about some of them mm -hmm. and who you trust and who you don't trust because people seem to trust these these giants. Uh, whether or not they think they do or not. Yeah. If you've got a profile on Facebook, you trust Facebook. <laughs> if you're buying stuff from Amazon, you trust Amazon. Correct. You know, there's, there's a lot of trust that the general public, unwittingly in a lot of cases, are putting in these organisations, Google as well. So you've got Google, Amazon, Facebook, you know, LinkedIn, Microsoft, all these different organisations that have got so much information about people. Why do we trust them so much? Is it just because we just, we, we, you know, and a lot of the majority of people, that's, you know, they look the other way and say, well, you know, this is, this is how life is. I've got to trust these people, otherwise I can't live. I, Tim, I, I think even it goes a little bit further. They don't even question that. Yeah. A lot of young people, they don't question, uh, when they sign up to Facebook or anything. It has changed a little bit, I have to say, in Europe, especially, I know, like, for example, Facebook well, I'd like to know how, how it has changed in Europe. That, that's an interesting yeah. conversation. Yeah, but just coming to the trust, you're absolutely right. It's, it's amazing, actually. We have a handful of companies in the world, global companies, and the information they have gathered about everybody here, everybody listening, uh, what, what goes on, is amazing and they are actually more powerful in my opinion that's only my personal opinion than a government a google definitely a google a facebook an apple which always says they are not biased but they of course they need to be they have to be they have to be they could tumble a government in my opinion easy easy if they wanted to it goes so far as well that these people approach like, for example, uh, our local councils, you know, like when you get the rates and all this, the council has a lot of information. They want this information as well, so they can implement it in there. And the council, if they get offered money for it, why don't they take it? So the power with that information and the trust is, is amazing. It's mind boggling really that, uh, that we trust them so much. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I guess um, well, we've been, you know, been doing a lot of these podcasts. I mean, do you, I guess now that you sort, of, you've seen my podcast sort of, sort of operate for the last uh, just over twelve months, is what? Are there any particular other podcasts that are, I guess, industry specific to you that you actually listen to now? In yeah, there are quite, quite a few podcasts which I'm listening to, which have. Um, th uh, looking at technology. Or so, what are some of the ones that you listen to? 
Yeah, there, there are a lot of American technology podcasts, which is a little bit under the radar. They're not really officially available. Um, but we talk about them, talk about a subject. So some, some subject gets discussed about it. Um, then there are a lot of tech sites as well, which we go into it. And of course, a, a good source and uh, a good source where you have to look and weigh up is Reddit, of course. You know, in Reddit, you can find uh, uh, quite quickly some information if you are able to filter out the non-worth comments sometimes. But uh, there is often an open discussion in it. So that's that's quite that's where uh, where we collude and where we talk. Beside of that one, of, of course, we talk to colleagues overseas uh, how they do things. And maybe coming back to what you mentioned, what you asked before, when I mentioned that Facebook is a little bit out, um, we just had the opportunity from one of my former business where I was working, which I had in Switzerland with some partners together, uh, one of their employees uh, working with us for a little while, and we always share uh, information. I had one of my staff going to to overseas to work a little bit, uh, to exchange and to learn. And, and to see the culture and um, I'm surprised how much or how many young people now actually uh, clock out or, or log off Facebook that's not the in thing anymore and, and at some point in Australia um, it, it, it's you know you, it's got to probably not be the in thing anymore at mm. some point so just a matter of when that is uh, I'm not sure what the, the, the current sort of uh, trajectory as to uh, Facebook's use in Australia, but I wouldn't have felt that it sort of diminished, uh, like substantial. You know, it's if it's anything, it's staying flat uh, here for a, a bit, and at some point there's going to be something that comes along that that uh, people are going to look in an, another direction. Maybe I mean, obviously, some people may maybe going to Instagram more than they're going to Facebook now uh, because of the, the whole you know visual pictures everywhere. And the way Instagram works, so there's a bit of that happening, but it's not say that Facebook in Australia are probably losing lots of users. I think that if anything, you know, new people, new grandmas are bloody occasionally signing up and saying, "What am I missing out on here?" When it comes to to Facebook and that sort of thing, so quite interesting. What do you? So some other things I read somewhere this week that. Basically, Facebook allows politicians to say whatever they want without without sort of really too much in the way of uh, you know um, being able to, to censor anything. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's it's becoming Facebook for me as an as an advertising media. Yeah, and the reason why they do that is purely commercial. Um, it's very hard for them to censor somebody. We see that with, with uh, Donald Trump and Twitter. Basically, uh, there was once a little bit uh, controversial what, what Donald was uh, Donald Trump was uh, tweeting, mm. and then uh, one of the staff members blocked his account at the time being mm. from Twitter, and uh, because yeah he was violating the rules. But where do you draw the lines? And that's very, very hard. Yeah. And I, I, I think, you know, this is actually for, for Facebook, it's an easy way out to say, oh, we have now this rule. They can say and do whatever they want. Um, however, I don't think it sh- 
should be like that. Uh, it can be a danger as well. It can be a serious danger, especially now when we're going back actually to the start of the conversation, artificial intelligence. The content can be created by somebody completely else, by a robot, and, and blurbed out depending what it is. And if somebody takes over an account, it can be can be devastating. Yeah, definitely can be devastating. Um, just a question about uh, where things are up to date. I've just got a note here about uh, internet and web browsers. I mean, what what is the sort of go-to browser that you're using these days in 2019? Is it is it Google Chrome or is it Internet Explorer? What are we currently? Um, look, there, there are a few ones out there. Of course, the Internet Explorer has changed a lot, so that's non-existent anymore, basically. Oh, really? Yeah. It's an interesting fact, actually. Even Microsoft now adopts uh, uh, some parts of uh, the Chrome browser or from Google and has implemented that in the Internet Explorer. So it's not Internet Explorer anymore. So it uses in the background actually a Chrome, um, mm. a Chrome uh, plugin, sort of like that, or programming. Programming, easy to understand. But there are other ones out there now as well, like Firefox. Yeah, Firefox has been around for a long time. <coughs> That's right. And um, I think it, I, remember, I remember Firefox um, more than 10 years ago, actually. Mm. It was around. It was. It's always a very good browser. You think it's sort of making a comeback, or what's the? Yeah. Look, what what the other browsers actually doing is um, this open source browser they have now just released as well on the mobile phone mm. a, a browser version which goes through VPN, virtual private network. So when you browse the internet or when you go on an internet browser, uh, the receiver doesn't know where you are. So if I go on a website, I can. We can find out where you are, Tim. We can say nearly to the street where you are. We know in which connection you are located. So we can track you. And of course, there's a lot of uh, interest from law enforcement, but other ones as well, of course, from the commercial industry to find out your behavior. Yep. And uh, now with these new uh, versions of these browsers, you have automatically a VPN, so you're clocked and they can't see where you are. So you can pretend you're in Australia or you pretend you're in America, so mm. you watch Netflix. Uh, so what, so what you're saying that. perhaps is you don't necessarily need to, to download a special app to, to get this, these private VPNs. The, the, the browser's got that automatically yes, in a, built into it. Absolutely. Yeah. Did, and I did not know this. Yeah, that's, that's, a, uh, that's really... Uh, um, getting very popular now yep. and it's simple that's that's what I like you know with if you have to upload uh, upload or download an app mm. it's always something you have to do and simplicity in the whole IT sphere yep. the more simpler it is the more secure secure you can make it the more complicated it is harder it is to secure uh, and you have more loops and loopholes in there so yes so that's something uh, listener please have a look at it as well as uh, uh, GoGoDuck as a search engine instead of uh, Google. You say GoGoDuck. Yeah, GoGoDuck is another one which is good. You can use that one which doesn't track you. Um, very popular as well. Um, very so there are a few out yeah. there which, which people can use and doesn't cost anything because they're community driven. Mm. Now, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I know your sort of answers around uh, what I'm probably about to ask you, but I just thought I'd get your sort of comments, I guess. Um, you sort of, uh, what's on a scale of one to 10, <laughs> what's, 
what sort of a fan of Apple are you at the moment? You, I mean, Apple obviously they've got their own market. They've got their own, the iPhones come out every year. There's a new one that's just come out. Um, you know, people try. You know, is it? What 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 do, what do you say to people that lo- like love their apples and and that sort of thing? Tim, I uh, I remember the first time I saw an iPhone. Uh, that's, I'm not quite sure what year it was, but uh, it was at uh, my local just over local, ten years ago, probably. Yeah, Rotary Club, and uh, a friend of mine. Uh, she was working in a uh, graphic design company. And she had that Apple because they all had Apple. Yep. And I was blown away, you know, about the interface and everything. Yep. And before, I, I, I didn't like Apple because of the closeness. I like things which are open where I can be flexible. Don't want to be locked into an ecosystem if I don't have to. And um, I then soon purchased my own iPhone as well later on, I had an iPad. and. It was just the best of the market at the time being and for many, many years. And Apple products are good. They're pricey, but they're, they're good. Today, in 2019, now with the latest release, Apple hasn't brought anything new anymore where you can say, wow. They took away the 3D touch. They did this, they, they removed a few things, what you thought, you know, at the time being. Oh, that's something great they did. So now they're not really a leader in hardware manufacturing anymore. In that because, uh, space. When you look at Huawei, which I started last week, mm. uh, the third P30 Pro released, and, and the hardware is, is way superior than, than the Apple product. It, it, it's way better mm. but they don't have the ecosystem mm. so that's where Apple still comes in it the ecosystem what they have is very good and it's simple and I like simplicity what I don't like is you've seen uh, me presenting at bots once with my mobile phone I've got a, a Samsung Note yep. 9 I just run my PowerPoint presentation I link it up to my projector running through that I have a remote desktop connection working like a laptop I don't need a laptop anymore I bring up remote desktop connection logging into our corporate server and I can work with my phone directly I need to have a proper mouse a proper keyboard mm. Apple tries to brings in now stylus and all these things but the they're just not that flexible like last night. I had to print out a piece of paper for this morning's presentation. I don't have a computer at home anymore. Mm. So uh, <laughs> Belinda was emailing it to me. Mm. I went on my phone and my printer is just networked inside and I printed out very simple and it works. And with Apple, we always struggle a little bit to do these things. Yeah, I, I, I certainly agree with that. I think that uh, they need to work on that ease of being able to make you know, the connection with all of their stuff and just make it so it's you can yeah it's it's brilliant look what they do is actually as a, as a business yeah. I actually I last week I went to the Apple store here in Chermside because I'm tended to buy a new watch and I hope my what, dad one of these ones or <laughs> yeah exactly the new the five and uh, I hope my dad doesn't listen to this podcast because I want to buy that one for his Christmas present right now the problem is I have uh, an Apple iPhone version 5. Now, of course, the new Apple Watch doesn't work with anything below 6S. So now, because I want him to get him a phone, uh, this watch, 
I have to purchase a new phone for him as yeah, well. Yeah, so they know how to get you. They know how that's to get, a, make you buy the latest stuff. To If you want something that's pretty up-to-date, you need to get everything up-to-date. And that's what, what I have yeah. always a little bit of bad taste when uh, when we purchased once a Samsung Galaxy. They still work on an Apple, you know, with, with limited functions, what they can do. But you can use an Apple phone to pair to it which I think that's fair. Yeah, that's for the yeah, consumer, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, I would have loved to... I, would, I was walking in the store, and I had to walk out and say to them, sorry, I can't buy that product mm. because I don't have it. I can't mm. use it. Mm. Yeah, interesting. So, um, we obviously... There's been a lot of networking that we would have done over the last 12 months uh, since we did the last podcast. Uh, <laughs> many, many, Tim, yes. So, I don't know how many... Uh, but it was, certainly, we had a meet and mingle last night, which... It was sad that you weren't there, actually. But <laughs> in, but I guess um, dis- disappointing that uh, I guess how how things sort of turned out with that. It was it, it was at the Calai Hotel. It was fully booked out, so a lot of people missed out. There was a waiting list of thirty or forty. It was it was it was quite crazy in that respect. But they didn't have um, uh, they closed the bar off at seven thirty. I think I told you about this this morning. They sort of made some errors here, and the food wasn't was was shit house. Let's say. Um, but I still love the Valley Chamber of Commerce. They're going to Halloween theme, as I said, is next month is going to be very interesting. Uh, what's happening at Bots? I'm really happy with the way Bots is going as a group. I mean, I think it's growing again. I think it's um, we're up to sort of above 20 members again. It seems. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it's always a little bit of coming and going. People move on in their profession. Or unfortunately, we had a few people uh, which had some health issues in the past. But yeah, we we were happy this morning as well to induct a new member. Yeah. Uh, to bots and uh, we have some very interesting things coming up uh, for our Christmas breakfast as well yeah uh, so our host uh, we are at the Brisbane International at Virginia uh, they're very kind to us uh, they really leave us uh, a lot of freedom and they're just building a new mini golf course and I saw that there's a mini you say a mini golf course um right next to the or right at the place is it at the place exactly so they 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 removed one of the buildings they had there a little bit uh, a smaller building they removed that and a building and a, a mini golf place but also i think it's it's like not a driving range but the virtual uh, golf as well in the future so uh, that comes up i think early next year um yeah very very interesting uh, uh, concept so when when uh, you have like functions or you have workshops you can take the people out and you can go play mini golf which is which is brilliant that's a great it's a, it's a great idea for for group sort of um dynamics training uh that sort of thing absolutely so um, we have scheduled that one actually I, a spoiler alert for our spoiler, uh, alert. spoiler alert for our bots uh, christmas party yeah. so we do that in the morning Fresh and early at seven o'clock, we play a round of mini golf. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Now, uh, one thing about last night, that I did, I did uh, sort of talking to a few newer people that I hadn't sort of spoken to. We went to a bit, bit of an, bit of an after sort of party at the crew bar, and um, the, if you remember, it was about when we did our podcast last year. If, if you remember, uh, Marcel, it was about it was about the time that. Uh, that Elon Musk did his podcast with uh, Joe Rogan, the, <laughs> That's right, the famous yes. one where he actually, you know, smoked some reefer. Anyway, <laughs> there's this young kid, this kid, his name's uh, Fraser Cullen, if you want to look him up. 
Fraser Cullen, I reckon this guy is a he's an absolute doppelganger for um, for Elon Musk. <laughs> he's he he is uh, he works for Inception Wealth uh, Finance, uh, but he 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 looked like an absolute uh, a doppelganger, I reckon. Um, a young sort of Elon, young Elon Musk. So, um, shout out to Fraser. That was uh, had a good, yeah, had a good few drinks with Fraser um, last night. So, that was uh, that was quite interesting indeed. Um, I guess what what do you think about? Um, we've sort of spoken a bit about artificial intelligence, uh, Marcel. Um, what do you think about where? we are at at the moment and where do you think we are at when it comes to things like machine learning how good is the machine learning that's sort of happening at the moment incredible really incredible yes and it's it's going gangbusters it's it's uh, the progress what we have um, many experts actually are surprised how quickly we evolve in in the thing there's a lot of research in the world done actually <clears throat> my daughter as well is quite heavily involved in in quantum computing and she just flew to switzerland for that and she was in america yeah exactly yep. yeah and uh, i see how the business is now focusing on that one and with this uh, new technology artificial intelligence can even build more and more and more uh, it's it will be in the future or near future there will be videos and announcement where they take your picture or your face and your voice and they create something completely artificial but nobody can tell it was mm. not you yeah, yeah yeah and then you probably look at it you think did i really say that i can't remember probably you didn't so mm. that's that's where we're heading mm. uh, and and uh, yeah that's interesting thing to um one new show that i started watching i just thought i'd tell the the listeners um the mask singer i don't know if you've seen any of this mask singer business yet have you what no, I haven't. <laughs> uh it's um a crazy sort of new show but i don't know sometimes you get you just go in different waves and and all of a sudden you, there's a new show on tv and you just get i don't know if you get hooked on it but you get hooked on it for a bit and then after a while you get sick of it you know the, the mm. whole thing you watch mkr you oh yeah i love it next year or two years later you know you're sick of it so the mask singer that's <laughs> crazy obviously it came from Korea actually I'm not, not sure if you knew that but uh, the whole oh, concept came from okay. Korea it was sold to the American Americans bought it they did a season and uh, they had all these celebrities sort of singing and yet yet they had to guess who the person was behind the mask and it was, oh. yeah, yeah so they give clues away and all this sort of stuff so going to be very interesting still 10 singers uh, to get revealed but uh that should be that should be uh an interesting show to see if any of my predictions come off there i've got predicting wendell sailor kate sobrano <laughs> adam brand uh possibly nikki webster maybe denny hines rob mills um there's a few there that I've, I've mentioned. Oh, Cody Simpson's the definite as well for the robots. So they're my predictions. Uh, they haven't been revealed yet. So just make uh, make sure you sort of look for that one. Interesting. Uh, yes. what, what about, is anything that, do you watch much TV yourself or at the moment or? No, actually, um, the last uh, three, four years, I have turned off TV 
99.9% really I'm not really interested in it anymore um, the information I get out of TV is too slow for me yeah I don't like watching the ad advertising yeah um, people hate ads yeah that's right so normal TV I don't watch I I have to admit I don't also not watching much like Netflix or anything like that yeah, I'm, I'm, I've never really been one to sort of be converted to, to Netflix either there's an occasional thing that 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 I'd watch or, or might sign up to, to watch but you hear about people just that's all they do is watch Netflix all day right, and yeah. uh, you think it's you know well whatever floats your boat but it uh, it doesn't sort of it's not me I mean it's traditional TV still sort of is working for me at the moment but obviously I can see and we've spoken to guests on the show throughout uh, the last 12 months where they don't even have a TV in their house they they just right, yes. they don't have it it's it's quite quite interesting stories but you know four daughters and, and, and no TV in the house um, Matthew you, you don't need that hmm. I see that in technology now again young people don't crave uh, TV anymore Tim mm. because their mobile phone is addiction enough you know they, they glue to their mobile phones and whatever they want to watch they watch on, on the mobile device yep. yeah so that's, so. Uh, that's the trend TV is basically and the big TV companies they know how that problem so they're trying to find new ways to engage with people so they can get the advertising out and all this. It's the landscape has really changed. It yeah, definitely and and drastically changed. Everything in the in the last ten years, it's amazing how quickly it goes. It's it's really a spiral. Everything goes more and more quicker than it used to. And I see that from experience being in the industry a little bit a while. <laughs> To say the least and I see how how quickly things change and that definitely TV is definitely one it's interesting that that the cinemas still have an attraction it becomes a little bit something like exotic to go and watch a movie in a cinema yeah I like that I like going to the cinema because it's the atmosphere how often would you go to the cinema Marcel not that often maybe every three months yeah so four times a year yeah yeah, yeah four times five times a year yep. but I really enjoy the experience you know it's like then it is an event yeah it's not just consuming the movie mm. if I go to watch a, a movie in a cinema then usually we have a meal beforehand or afterwards and we prepare really for the movie you know is it oh. and then afterwards we just talk about the movie yeah you know what really happened there I didn't I didn't get that though. Yeah, what do you think over the last three years what do you think the best movie you've seen Ooh, uh, I don't want to get me myself into trouble really <laughs> I, I watched a lot of the Marvel movies the, what, sorry the, the Marvel Marvel I yeah, say you're talking yeah, about yeah. Evan, uh, you're talking about uh, Iron Man's and yeah 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 um, and all that that sort of stuff yeah yeah I, I like I have to say and uh, I like the light movies you know like a, I like a Mission Impossible or something like that uh, to get my mind a little bit away not something I I want to think too much about it if I want to go if I go to the movies I don't want a heavy movie I don't want to be shocked I want to go in to relax. Mm. And, uh, and enjoy it so yeah yeah that that's that's for sure my friend uh you yeah, know it's i think um 
don't know if there's too much more I can talk about, but we've sort of done about 46 odd minutes again wow. here today, so it's sort of uh, covered off some good topics. But is there anything else that, that uh, topic-wise that you probably want to share, like five minutes or anything like that? Tim, look, maybe coming to the, the title, what we had a little bit of IT and security, yeah. just make sure in the future that you are uh, stays safe, whatever you do, don't trust what you see and what you read uh, and what you hear as well. So be uh, skeptical wherever it comes from and more and more in the future. But be careful that you don't lose your human aspect in it. I think that's the, the worst thing, what can happen in the future, that we do not trust anybody anymore. And the, that will be the sad day of humanity when this is going to happen. And I hope it will never happen. Mm, I agree. I think... Uh Definitely. I mean, the other thing is, I mean, emails, I don't think much has changed there, to be honest. I think it's the same sort of uh, attitude as far as people use it just as often as they ever have and or, or not. You know, I think it's it's there. It's it's an easy way to communicate with your, with your business customers, your clients. Uh, but again, pick, you know, pick up the phone every so often, hear a voice, um, you know, do that sort of thing. Um, Absolutely. Speaking and personal contact, human mm. contact, mm. is the most important thing. And I hope in the future and it will change the situation what we have today. We haven't uh, drawn on it on the mobile phones. I'm not a fan of mobile phones anymore. Absolutely not. I'm a tech freak from a technical point. I love it. I think it's great. From a human perspective, I think it is very bad and it will create a lot of uh, uh, health problems mm. I, th I think um, it certainly does and it's certainly intentionally or not uh, usually unintentionally but that's that's what we're faced with uh, in reality is that you know we're addicted to this thing here we spend we both spend probably far too long buddy either looking at it seeing the information that's on it and just using it we're not sort of it's devoting yourself of that is not um, it, it can be done but it's one of those things it's more addictive than a lot more addictive than smoking it's a lot more addictive than um, eating junk food absolutely yeah and, and people have to learn to switch off like I have a rule that on the weekend Friday very soon it's 5 o'clock my phone is on silent. When I look at it, then I look at it during the week, uh, on the weekend. But otherwise, not intentionally. I don't want to look at it. I, I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be my weekend ruined by a message comes in, which maybe I can do something, maybe I can't do something uh, at the time being. But we have mm. to learn to switch off. Mm. Uh, at the moment, we are a 24-7 society and with the mobile phone coming in, people expect you to pick up a call all the time. They expect you to read an email. Pretty quickly and respond. Exactly right, or they send you a text message. And people or human, and, and there's a lot of study out there which says as well that we need a break. We need a break, otherwise our mind can't handle it. Mm. And I hope 
this comes more and more through and the younger generation which is a little bit more affected than the older um, learns it mm. that this is not the bee's knees it's not the bee's knees mm. and I guess, I guess finally finally with talking phones we're talking emails are you and you're talking about your approach to all of that um, but when, when it gets to getting to it and looking at and getting through the emails getting through the messages are you sort of one to to like tidy it get you know put it in a folder delete it if it's done with you sort of try to keep your inbox to a a one pay you know a, a sort of a, a low number or is that <laughs> is, I know some people oh, succeed with this and some people don't oh you've got me there actually yes look for me uh, that's from a from a professional perspective you know um, the inbox if there is something in the inbox that's my to-do list basically yeah and then exactly I that's, that's the way I treat it so that's that's how I do it I, I move it away then in, into a subfolder if it needs to be but I can't keep up with the flood of emails I it's just impossible so my inbox grows 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 but then there there's some stuff in the inbox itself they're not important yeah so then I just yeah I leave it there I have noticed it but I don't need to action it but no otherwise I, I try to uh, always uh, have a little bit of system but saying so it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of your day to keep on top of your emails uh, when you're at work you try not to clean them at weekend you you, you just got, the weekend you just got to let it fester just say okay let it fester and let's get to Monday morning and let's have a system to deal with it on Monday morning you need that anyway. You need a system to be able to deal with what's there on a Monday morning, mm. whether it's Monday first thing or whether it's the end of the day or whether it's lunchtime. The, you, you can't function, you, your business can't function unless you can sort of have a, a system to be able to sort through the, the messages. That's right. Tim, can I share something? You can, you can. Listeners, or just a, a, a quicker note, uh, maybe interested you, is of interest um, with the email system. There are a couple of companies, and, and I know that from, uh, from a couple of Swiss companies, they have actually limited the email access for their staff. So what they do is, in the morning, when you come to work, till about nine o'clock, you can receive emails. And then they block the email traffic. From nine till about 11.30, no email traffic. You can send emails, but you can't receive it and the other person, even internal, doesn't get the email. And then they open the gate again from 11.30 till 1.30 or 2 o'clock, approximately, I don't know exactly the time what they're doing, but yeah, sort no. of like that. And then you can respond again. And then they block it again and they open it just before you go home. And then after 6 o'clock, they block it again and say, that's it. We don't want the people who work with us that they go home and have the phone and read <coughs> the emails anymore. It's a quite interesting approach for productivity because... Uh, Definitely would help with productivity, but with an IT business like yours, it's not really feasible, is it? Oh, no, look, it is, it is feasible to a certain degree, yeah. but we have a special email box, for example, where we keep communication with clients where it's urgent, like we have a special email address called support at our business, so that is monitored all the time. So that's, or we have an info one, but the personal one doesn't need to be. No, it doesn't. Doesn't need to be really. When you think about it, 
but the support, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But we yeah. have a team there, and yep. that, that's that's critical. That's vital. We have to do that. But it shows <coughs> that the uh, interruption is too big, and they do that as well. Like you have these days, you have like uh, uh, internal communication, instant messenger, or stuff like that. They're also trying to avoid that happening that you're not sending an instant message to your colleague which sits next across the table. So you get up and talk to that person. That, first of all, physically you get up. Now, that's a lot of things what we do in our business as well. We advise clients on that one okay. because it's very important for health reasons. We are not normal IT and security company out there. This all goes hand in hand. <coughs> so yeah, it just was interesting to see that there are businesses out there adopting this approach because they had identified the productivity loss. Mm. Okay. Um, I think that's uh, that's it for this podcast, Marcel. It's been great uh, to have you back on the podcast. It's, you're certainly one of my best friends, so thank you very much for, for you, coming James. along. It's always a pleasure to talk IT with Marcel Vote from Country Consulting. So that's been episode 67 of the podcast here on the 27th of September 2019. Go Tigers. Ha, ha, ha.